0: The Right Stuff with Kevin and Casey. Episode 5, What is a Sacrament? Hey there, I'm Kevin. I'm Casey. And welcome to The Right Stuff Podcast. And uh, today we're going to talk about what is a sacrament.
1: I love sacraments. Yeah. They're good.
0: Yeah, it's what the Catholic Church is completely founded (laughs) on, so... (laughs) Uh, While we're getting ready to chat about that, why don't we make... Let's make a cocktail. Our cocktail. I love it. Yeah. So we can kick back and sit here and have a little drink and and, uh, chat a little bit. How about that? Today we're
1: going to do the St. Remy Fix. St.
0: Remy Fix. St. Remy, yeah. Ooh, that sounds pretty fancy.
1: Um, Yeah. uh, St. Remy was elected Bishop of Reims at the tender age of 22, and while still a layman because of his reputation for learning and sanctity... St. Remy is chiefly remembered for having persuaded the heathen king of Franks, Clovis, to become Catholic. He baptized the king along with 3,000 of his subjects on Christmas Day in 496 thereby converting the Frankish people to the faith and contributing greatly to the Western civilization. Wow.
0: He was a big deal. He was. Uh, France is particularly grateful to St. Remy uh, and his religious and cultural successes, which is why there are a couple of fine spirits named after him. St. Remy Authentic Brandy, which in, which comes in VSOP, EXO, and A la crème, uh, which can be enjoyed neat or in mixed drinks, such as the drink we're making today, St. Remy Fix. Yeah? You know,
1: I think I really need to work on my accents. Do you? Yeah, like a la crème. A la crème. A la, a la crème. <laughs> am I saying it right?
0: <laughs> you are. That's pretty good. I don't That's think I good. sound as sexy though. So yeah, Saint <laughs> Remy's from like uh, like the 400s. He was born in 437 and died in 533. and so he was he was quite important, he was quite important in France. And this is one of those really cool drinks that um, uses brandy, which is really exciting because we haven't had yeah. one of those yet. So, yeah,
1: I just tried brandy the other day for the first time. Wow! Yeah,
0: we have to really thank Michael Foley in his book "Drinking with the Saints" because that's that's a good way for us to like break open this whole podcast and sit and have a cocktail. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm really enjoying their podcast. Yeah, Drinking with the Saints. Yeah, yeah it's you really told good. Me about it. I love it. it. Sounds I absolutely really love it. I need to listen. But let's see what are our ingredients here.
1: Well, we have two ounces of Saint Remy brandy.
0: Cool, and then uh, a t- a tablespoon. A sugar. I can't read. A <laughs> tablespoon of sugar dissolved a, in a tablespoon. A tablespoon. A tablespoon. A tablespoon. I thought you said you dog this in late.
1: A la come A tablespoon
0: of sugar dissolved in one ounce of lemon juice.
1: And a half ounce of Cointreau.
0: Cointreau, yeah, triple sec, Grand Marnier, anything that's <laughs> orange, right? If you all watched our last podcast on the YouTube uh, video that we did as we're making, I'm like Cointreau, 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 and Jacob puts down a bottle of triple sec, and I'm like, oh,
1: clearly not Cointreau, not Cointreau
0: right? so <laughs> it's clearly okay. triple sec. So what do we want to do? We're going to put all these ingredients in a shaker, and guess what?
1: Shake it forty times. Shake it forty times. Shake it forty that's, times. That's, that's,
0: that's it. Strain it into a Hurricane or a Poco Grande glass. What the and
1: heck is that?
0: I don't know, but we're going to have to find out. <laughs> hey, we just found out what a Nick and Nora glass is. That's so. true. And I yeah, really
1: want a glass or a set now.
0: Absolutely. I mean, this St. Remy's no joke. He's just <laughs> no. no joke. Seriously. But speaking of jokes.
1: What? Wait, oh, no. I think I might have
0: a good joke for us. Hang on. All right, hang on. what you got? I'm pretty sure I've got a good joke for us. Yeah, um, let's do it. let uh, Let's see.
1: Can what I get a it? drink prior to this? Because well, I'm kind of nervous. No,
0: let's tell the joke and then we'll make the drink and then we'll sit down and chat. How about that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. What is it called when a bishop eats half a donut? Eat
1: a bishop eats <laughs> half a donut? Half a donut. A half a donut eater. I don't know. <laughs> a
0: partial indulgence. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so bad at this dad joke oh my god thing. oh
0: my god so we have a gentleman who I'm comes to rca witty. with us his name is davis and davis is king of the dad joke so i'm sure he needs to take yes. that one and and run with it because that's a that's a really good joke right, i'll tell I'll you what that to you. we're going to take a quick pause and we are going to make our uh, uh saint remy fix and we will be back in just a second to chat about what is a sacrament
1: i love sacrament yeah
0: absolutely here goes all right, y'all. We're back with our St. Remy fix. And
1: we got Brandy.
0: Brandy. Brandy. <laughs> you're a fine girl. What a good wife you would be. Uh, we actually have Can not Brandy. Share. We have... Oh, uh, <laughs> We have a friend with us here today, Noelle, and uh, Noelle's just kind of hanging out and listening and she's having a St. Remy fix with us, and yeah, she made us a really good dinner tonight. I think she's just
1: laughing at us. Well, she's laughing
0: at us, yeah, of course, but... Um, y'all, have you seen that TikTok pasta where you like put feta cheese and tomatoes and garlic y'all, and olive oil? Oh my
1: gosh, was that good? She, she made us dinner. She tonight. made us dinner
0: tonight, and it was like fantastic. So if you if you see that TikTok post that involves feta cheese and tomatoes and olive or oil, or if
1: you done, see Noel, yeah,
0: just, just ask have her, ask make, her to make it, make it, it for right? you. Have her make it for you because it. it's, it's to die for. Yeah. Okay. So okay, so as we're sitting here with our Saint Remy fix, we're gonna chit chat a little bit about. Hey, what is, what is a sacrament? Cheers. Oh, we didn't cheers. Hang. Rude. Oh, Rude. Oh, she's got a better cling she than we did.
1: do. Wow. That's because she's got the. Uh, she got the
0: big glass. Well, she's yeah. got
1: the um the. What was the other glass? The oh that we poco, grande. The poco, yeah, poco Grande. Yeah, Poco Grande. There it is. A la okay. Clem. <laughs> a la Clem. Poco Grande. A la I'm creme. working. I'm working on it, you guys. I'm okay, re- I'm working on it.
0: So, what? What's a sacrament, <laughs> Casey?
1: What's a sacrament? What is a sacrament?
0: What is, what is a sacrament? I don't, so How do you
1: describe what a sacrament is? The,
0: the Latin word sacramentum literally brings us back to something that means mystery, meaning it's something we can't really explain. Like we don't really understand it. We just know as we extrapolate it from scripture and tradition um, that it allows us to understand what it is and how they're represented in our faith. But I don't think any of us will be able to explain it until we might see Jesus face to face. Hopefully not anytime super soon, but that's a really cool thing to think about, right? Like that's when we get cool, there, yeah. and we'll 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 get to know some of those things. So, it's kind of a mystery. And one of the things that's really important for us to know that there are seven sacraments that the Catholic Church actually basically revolves herself around, and that Jesus Christ gave us in these sacraments. Do you have them handy? Do you want to you want to talk about them? Yeah.
1: So we've got the sacrament of baptism, sacrament of confirmation, sacrament of holy communion, sacrament of confession. The sacrament of marriage, the sacrament of holy orders, um, and the sacrament of anointing of the sick.
0: Yeah, and they're basically divided into three categories. Um, When you uh, first come into the Catholic Church, um, you're baptized as a baby, you receive your first communion when you're about seven years old, and then you're confirmed when you're approximately 14. And those three sacraments are called the initiation sacraments. That's actually what basically brings you into the church and fully immerses immerses you as a Catholic. Um, the the healing sacraments, as we can imagine, is one of those being anointing of the sick. Um, a lot of people know that it as holy orders, and we'll get into that a little bit later. I mean, holy.
1: Uh, I'm gosh, sorry, not what? holy
0: orders. <laughs> oh my gosh! Whoa they uh, they hear about it as last rites, and Correct. they they think mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. as something that's a very specific thing, but it's only a part. Of the anointing of the sick, and then the sacrament of reconciliation, because it basically heals your soul. Mm -hmm. So those are sacraments of healing, and then sacraments of service. Holy orders—that's where my brain was already going Uh ahead of time a little bit there. Um, Obviously, that that means to us service. Like all of the clergy are in service to us all of the time, but it's unique to me that marriage is one of those service-oriented sacraments. Yeah, yeah. But aren't you
1: kind of in service to your spouse?
0: Always. And to your family. Right. And we'll get into that because that whole that whole combination of the family, which is basically husband and wife, along with their kids, if they have kids, uh, is the domestic church.
1: I need a cocktail.
0: Cocktail? St. Remy fix. <laughs> fix I'm, a la a la
1: I'm working on it.
0: Episode 5, What is a Sacrament? Well, excellent. Okay, so here we are with what is a sacrament, and we kind of established before our little break here that uh, there are three different types of sacraments. Sacraments of initiation, sacraments of healing, and sacraments of service.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so we should probably break them all down, but before we do that... Um,
1: Let's break it down. Yeah,
0: break it down. Uh, <laughs> uh, if in the event that that we think about what they are, what is actually a sacrament... Um, The catechism tells us that it is literally uh, an invisible grace that we actually have a tangible sign to be able to see, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that grace comes from God, and we don't necessarily understand it because we obviously have decided that it's a mystery. Uh, That's what sacramentum actually means, But to to understand what it is, there's got to be something tangible for us in our human nature to make it understandable. Sure. Right? Um, Each one of those sacraments is comprised of something that we call matter and form.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay?
0: So the matter is literally something that's tangible. Um, Obviously, I'm going to give you an easy example. Let's look at baptism. The tangible thing in baptism is... Water. Sure. Right? That's a very tangible thing. So it cleans your soul. It makes it white as snow. Um, and it brings you into the body of Christ. So that water is actually the matter that we use. Okay. That is, that, that's what has to be used for a baptism. The form itself is actually something that is said over the person who's being baptized. Mm-hmm. So the person being baptized, like uh, in the Catholic Church, um, we're generally baptized as babies. Um, And you...
1: It's the first sacrament.
0: Yeah. And you're held over a baptismal font and the priest or the bishop or the deacon will take usually something that looks like a little shell or a small container. Mm -hmm. And as you're being held over the baptismal font, they'll pick up some of the holy water and they'll pour it over your forehead three times and say, so-and-so, whatever your baptism name is, your given name that your parents have given you, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit. And at that point in time, the little kid's screaming and crying because there's water in their, you, on their feet. Of, you know, of course, I've right? been to those where it's like, 100%. Oh, yeah. This child does not like. <laughs> does, demons come out. <laughs> does, <I mean. laughs> does not want to be wet right now, right? No, this so, poor child. Um,
1: so, what makes though a baptism valid?
0: Valid. Valid. Baptism. Okay. So, in
1: the Catholic Church.
0: In the Catholic Church. So, let's say you decided at some point in time. You're going to enter RCIA. Not everybody does that, but if you, if you were sure. going to enter RCA and you were baptized in the Methodist church as a young adult, let's say you were 16 and you decided, to like, I'm going to give my life to Christ and I'm ready to be baptized, okay? Um, you have to be dunked, sprinkled, immersed, poured, anything with water. like
1: Something with water. Something
0: with water. Like, you have to have one so of those things happen to you, The matter
1: right? has to be water. Water. Giving. Water has
0: to be um, We... And, and then another person has to be able to say over you, as the water is being utilized, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. They have to use that Trinitarian formula to be able to cause it to be valid in the Catholic Church. So if you as an adult decide, um, I've been uh, a Presbyterian my whole life and something is really drawing me to the Catholic Church and I want to know what it is, and then you go through this process that we call RCIA in the Catholic Church, and you decide to become a Catholic, and you were baptized in your Presbyterian Church, more than likely, as a Presbyterian, you were baptized as a baby, and somebody sprinkled or kind of dunked you in some water and said, I baptize you in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Got it. Meaning for us, we accept that as a valid baptism.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why is it valid for us?
1: In yeah. Our, why is it valid? And yeah, our
0: Nicene creed, you know, every single uh, Sunday, when we say the Nicene one creed, baptism one baptism for the forgiveness of for sins. Exactly. So it only needs to happen once. So what if, what if it happens more than once?
1: What the baptism?
0: You know, I've got friends that like they they were a Baptist in this church, and then they decided to go to another church, like a non denominational well, church. And can they've I been be baptized. baptized
1: like eight times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you could you could try, but I will tell you this:
1: now, I don't like my hair getting wet in public. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it's a if it's a valid baptism, you can only be baptized once. If okay. it's valid, it's only once. So let's say um, I've actually had people come to me when they go through RCIA and they're like, you know, I was baptized in this church, but I don't know that I felt like it was like the va- baptism that I wanted. Can I be re baptized here? Um, mm, no. no, because the first time was the one that stuck. The second time you would just be getting wet and ruining your hair for no apparent reason. <laughs> right? right. Right. So, um, I'll be like
1: my grandmother with the rain bonnet. On right. Going to...
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Or, God, I
1: love Nana. Or a plastic was, Kroger bag for God's sake. She was right? lovely. Yeah. I loved that woman.
0: Um, also, when we think about that, and it might be something that could be very similar, uh, what if you were a person, um, God forbid, this is a kind of a horrible thing to think about, but like you, you lost your parents at a very young age, and perhaps you were raised by your grandparents. Then in your 20s or 30s, after you've lost your grandparents as well, you decided to become a Catholic, and you come through the church and you say, you know what, I honestly don't know if I was baptized or not. I have no idea. Like, my parents were lost when I was a baby, and uh, my grandparents never told me if it was a, a valid baptism or that I was baptized into a Christian faith tradition. We have something that is called a conditional baptism. Do you know what that is? No. So, if you were baptized... Do you know what that is, Noah? Yeah, I mean... No, I
1: don't. Yeah, it,
0: I mean, it looks exactly like a regular like a regular baptism. Like, no one would ever know that you're not being baptized for the first time. But basically the intent of the bishop or the priest who's happening to actually pour the water on you to actually confer this sacrament upon you. If you were baptized, this one ain't going to stick. <laughs> <laughs> but if it didn't happen before and it wasn't valid, this is the baptism. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. So it's, absolutely, yeah. It and it's called conditional. That means in the event that it had happened before, this one won't count. Um, we don't say that out loud. It's just the intent of the person who's doing the baptism.
1: Can you tell um, if it counts or not? Or are you just like?
0: I mean, I mean, we don't know because that person wouldn't even know, right? Like, do
1: they start like convulsing and like <laughs> spitting pea green soup or something? No, no, absolutely
0: not, absolutely oh, not. Oh, literally, just that's yeah. just what I see in the movie. That movies. was a movie. That was a movie. Come on. So, um, okay, so to be entered into the body of Christ um baptism is something that is required. Okay? To be okay. a part of the body of Christ, it's our entrance into the church. That's how we that's how we make it into the church.
1: Now, what about moving on in sacraments? What about um confirmation? Can you do that more than once?
0: Confirmation is something that can only happen once as well. Okay. Literally one time. So what is confirmation? Um, confirmation, like if you happen to be a non-Catholic and you're listening to this podcast, Confirmation to you is going to sound a lot like a believer's baptism. Okay. Mm-hmm. Water is not involved, but the whole point is that's the point in a young person's life where they decide, I am ready to put on the armor of my Christianity and fight life and be a warrior for Jesus. Like we get to decide that when we're like 12, 13, 14 years old. Confirmation is basically the follow up, the finale of your baptismal promises your parents loved you so much that you were baptized as a baby and you, they, wanted you, they wanted you to be a part of the body of Christ as soon as humanly possible, right? Mm-hmm. Then when you reach a certain age, like 12, 13, 14, and things are tangible to you and you realize that your Christian Christianity and your Christian faith are super important to you, you're the one who gets to say, hey, I want to do this thing. And you're sealed with the Holy Spirit that you were given at your baptism.
1: So what is it that you're like? How do they seal you? Do um, they like put a wax seal on you? And, like,
0: well, it's oil. It's <laughs> not wax, but it's oil. Like sealing wax. <laughs> there's a big red like right? C on do my forehead, like, or a big red yeah, K. Right? Do yeah. Do they like? I don't no, know. it's it's like oil. A cow, um, are they, like, they actually use something that's called chrism oil, and chrism has the same root word as Christ, and that's uh, something that we'll talk about in a future podcast. You're going to have to hang on and and hold with us on that because. Chrism oil is something that happens at the Chrism Mass, which is only once a year. Mm-hmm. It's consecrated. It's a consecrated oil. The other oils we use in the Which, Catholic that is a
1: really cool Mass. It is a really cool Mass. If, you, really cool if mass. you've never been to a Mass yeah. like that before, it's, it's fantastic. Amazing. It's Not to mention... So, it's so amazing. Oils
0: are blessed and consecrated, but all of the priests <laughs> in each diocese get to renew their... Their,
1: their vows.
0: Yeah, their vows. It's all a, of their... It's a all their vows of ordination. really like it's beautiful a, yeah. Mass. So, um you basically are sealed with the Holy Spirit. And what ends up happening is uh, the bishop happens to be the normal minister of confirmation. Okay. It can be a priest. Like the, uh, the bishop can't be everywhere all the time. He can utilize a word. uh, He can abrogate. He can give that duty to a priest to actually do. And for the most part, you know you can you can go ahead and you can you can be confirmed by the bishop or the priest. The bishop is the normal minister, and he will take the oil on his thumb. And what was your what was your patron saint?
1: See, that's where I'm like, can I get confirmed again?
0: Because, <laughs> oh no, you can't. Okay,
1: but this also goes back to our other podcast though about saints, right? So anybody that is in heaven is, is a, a saint, saint. right? <clears throat> so at the time I got confirmed, I had just lost my grandmother. Yeah, and. um... She was so my dad's parents. She was the last of them to to go, and her name was Evelyn. Mm-hmm. And I was really close to her, and I decided, oh, I want to be, I want it to be Saint Evelyn. Well, cool. there's not a Saint Evelyn, but who's to say she's not in heaven?
0: Or somebody else? Or, or somebody else
1: that who, you know? Made it but to heaven. and there's moments where I'm like, I don't. Can I change my saint? No, you can't. (laughs) I mean, but yeah, but I'm also like there is a saint. I feel like my my no no
0: you're good you're good. I feel
1: like my grandmother's still watching over me. One hundred percent. Noel, do
0: you have a do you have a A Saint Anne? Saint Anne. Okay, like Saint
1: Anne Mary's Mary. My
0: name is Anna. Ah, so you okay? (laughs) Well, see,
1: now my middle name is Anne. Well,
0: Well, see, but then you probably have somebody looking over you who's named Anne from above. You know,
1: guys, I just. I I wasn't educated. Okay. (laughs) That's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing here. Right. Okay. I didn't know any better at the time.
0: No, it's all good. The thing is, um, you generally, you choose a patron saint in the Catholic church to be confirmed under. It's like a friend that you have who happens to be in heaven. Again, we'll get to that when we talk about saints, even a little bit more, we did a little bit, but we'll get deeper. Um, and the Bishop will take that chrism oil on his thumb. And let's say in the case of Noel, he would, he would, take that oil, and he would trace the sign of the cross on her forehead, and he would say, "Anne, because that's your patron saint, be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's pretty cool. That's like, pretty cool. And he, and he gives her that gift so that, that suddenly name. you chose this person in heaven that you're walking with, and you get this seal from the bishop who is literally in apostolic succession from all of those apostles who were in the upper room on the day that the wind blew through and Jesus Christ promised them that the Holy Spirit was going to get be with them, and you get that piece of the Holy Spirit that the bishop gives you and says, and be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's pretty cool. It's that pretty is cool. pretty cool. So it, 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 it fulfills the promises of your baptism. Like Your parents give you a given name, and if you're Catholic, you're baptized with water, obviously, but you also receive the sign of the cross on your forehead from your parents and from your godparents um and they they give you that gift of the holy spirit but the bishop like 14 years later literally seals you in the gift of the holy spirit which mm-hmm. is which is really beautiful the other sacram- sacrament sac sac the other sac <laughs> one more time first first day with the Ang- english language and it's really tough the other sacrament is that, that
1: la- la- right,
0: right la- like la- la- i should have said like it was easier um you gotta
1: get more like
0: the other sacrament that actually initiates you fully into the catholic church <laughs> is your first eucharist okay and that is receiving communion okay mm-hmm. and uh it's very closely tied to another sacrament that's a sacrament of healing reconciliation okay Mm -hmm. so i'm going to talk about that for a quick second because they're so closely tied sure the sacrament of reconciliation is a sacrament of healing why is it a sacrament of healing simply because um it heals your soul if you're in if you're if you're sinning and you're in sin and you admit that you've done these sins and you're forgiven for those sins and also absolved for those sins, and we will totally get into that when we're talking a little further along about the sacrament sure. of reconciliation and we open that up a little bit further. It's a
1: big can of worms um, right it, is
0: a, it is a giant can of worms. But um, when you are actually absolved of the sins that you confess, your your soul is completely white and brand new again. Like it's like you were a brand new creation. Okay. And that makes you perfectly acceptable to be able to receive the Eucharist. Um, the Catholic church calls the age of seven, the age of reason.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, why is that? Like at seven in the Catholic church, you're kind of thought to be sort of an adult. You can kind of think like an adult. Right. Um, let's say, let's say Noel and I are brother and sister. Right. And, uh, she loves playing with Barbies. I loved my GI Joes. Right. So, uh, but I would like always pop the head off of her Barbies <laughs> and bury them in the backyard. It's kind of morbid, <laughs> but like, that and she would neat. get, she would get really, she would get That's really so mad at me. Bad. And she'd be like, mom, Kevin's burying my Barbie heads in the backyard. And my mom, if I was five years old or four years old, um, she would, she would look at me and would say, go apologize to Noel." And I would walk to Noelle and say, Noelle, I'm sorry. And I don't even know why I'm sorry. I just know that mom told me to say I'm sorry. You don't think
1: that popping heads off of Barbies and burying them? But did I know it was wrong? No, I didn't really know it was wrong.
0: It was fun, right? Okay. The difference between that and being about seven years old, I'm still popping Barbie heads, right? (laughs) I'm still popping those Barbie heads. And and Noelle's like, I'm going to tell mom. And I'm like, oh my God, Noelle, don't tell mom. I'll get in trouble.
1: Oh, no. now you crossed rea- the line, right?
0: I realized I've done something wrong, right? So we get to that point in our life where we realize, "Ooh, I've done this thing wrong," right? Okay, and that's that literally allows us to understand, "Ooh, we we have a we have an understanding of what right and wrong is," and that's how we approach the sacrament of reconciliation. And once we're reconciled and our souls are completely healthy again, we can receive the Eucharist, which is the third and final. Uh, uh, it's not the final initiation sacrament; confirmation actually is, but in that instance.
1: We, well, we typically, right, we yeah. typically receive our First Communion right. before we do We're our We're about seven, and then right. Confirmation right, right, at 14.
0: Right. So going on um, into Holy Orders, uh, Holy Orders are basically sacraments that are conferred to people who decide to become clergy. And what does that entail in the Catholic Church? Deacons, priests, and bishops, right? Mm-hmm. They receive this ordination, um, and it is sacramental, and the bishop... Uh, will will be the will be the one who confers the sacrament on them. He's the normal minister for that particular particular thing um, in this service-oriented sacrament. Um, and what ends up happening is ordination is basically one sacrament. But to become a deacon, you receive certain charisms. You can do certain things. Mm-hmm. To become a priest, it's the same ordination, but a little bit more, and you you get other charisms that happen. Right. And then when you become a bishop, it's the same ordination, but more sort of stuff happens to you. So you receive even more charisms. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's basically the continuation of Christ's priesthood, which he bestowed upon all of his apostles. Okay. Right. And they, they even, you know, we see things in, in Paul where he, he tells Titus to stay on Crete and, you know, he needs to be there and do what what he does while Paul is traveling because he can't be there all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, we get this whole office and this continuation of the office of, of, of who they are, but holy orders basically, um, is the sacrament that allows particular men who have chosen this thing for their life to be a deacon or a priest. Uh, you don't really choose to be a bishop. Um, you know, you're called to be a priest and then people kind of elect you to be a bishop. They right. think you would be good at leading a larger flock and and, you know, they you were you're ordained as the bishop of a particular diocese. So um, you know, the the matter and form of that, um So
1: it's not like you're it's not like a a job you want to be promoted to no, be a bishop. Absolutely not. It's not like that no. at all. It's not like you apply it's to not be a, a bishop it's not a, constantly. It's not a career ball. Every time, yeah, every time that he's, there's a, an not, opening, no, it's not that you're not applying the CEO. to no. be a bishop or a cardinal uh-huh. or a pope. Nope. You're elected you're or elected. you are chosen. People to be choose that.
0: you, <clears throat> and then you you become a bishop. Uh and you're ordained into that office of the bishop. Incidentally, you know, people—and we'll talk about this on another podcast. There's so many things that we could talk about, but the hierarchy of the Catholic Church. Once you're a bishop, that's the highest you can go. In fact, the pope is a bishop. He's the bishop of Rome. Mm-hmm. So in his office in Rome, he's no higher than the bishop here in Nashville who currently happens to be Bishop Mark Spaulding. Okay? Mm-hmm. They have the same office. There's no difference between the two of them. The only thing is is that the pope happens to be the central figure that leads the catholic church right and so right. um he's elected cardinals are appointed by the pope uh, there's a lot of different offices that happen they're bishops you can't get any higher than a bishop end of sentence like you're done so yeah. once you've reached that level okay so let's talk about the other service oriented sacrament
1: marriage marriage
0: right um, and that generally, you know, is... You get is, to
1: wear a pretty white dress.
0: <laughs> you don't have to wear and a pretty
1: be a, white dress. And be a princess for right? your day. Right? It's, your, it's your day. <laughs> it's your special day, right?
0: Um, the coolest thing about that sacrament <clears throat> is the fact that um, as far as the sacrament goes, it's one of the few that the minister... The clergy, the deacon, priest, bishop, who happens to be the person in attendance who says all of the words for you, is not the minister of the sacrament. The minister of that sacrament is the husband and the wife. Mm -hmm. Their exchange of vows between one another and the things that they say to one another are actually the form that go along with that sacrament to make it valid. The clerical minister that happens to be there is basically the religious witness to that particular sacrament. So that's that's kind of cool. Like that's that's one of those things. Yeah. Um, so far, we've gone through five of them. Uh, baptism happens once. Confirmation happens once. Holy orders happens once. Marriage. Marriage once. <laughs> right. The only one that we've talked about so far that's continual. The Eucharist. You could, as a Catholic, you could receive it every single day. Right. Um, but for the most part, um, the uh, the marriage thing. Um, can you get married again? Yeah, like if your spouse dies, you can get married right. again. Like death actually ends that particular mm-hmm. bond, love, that sacrament. Right, 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 right. And and uh, there are also other things. And we'll we, we, you know, people have heard the word annulment. No, it's not a Catholic divorce, <laughs> and you know all that stuff that, that goes along with that as well. But we'll we we can literally talk we about that in an that. entire podcast because yeah. that's that's a really that's a good big one. Yeah, it's a really good subject matter for people who don't understand it at all. Yeah. So let's talk about the other two. Um, we talked about reconciliation a little bit as the sacrament of healing. What is the anointing of the sick?
1: The anointing of the sick. Mm-hmm. Well, traditionally, it's referred to as an extreme unction or last rites. It can be. Yeah. It can be. Um but it's usually administered to people who might be like dying, um, or, or they're those in the who hospital, are really sick. Right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. You've
0: got, let's say, a person who has pneumonia can receive the anointing of yep. the sick. You could be 22. Doesn't matter. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to be old and and dying to to receive it.
1: Or even um, if you're about to go. Through like a serious operation or something, you can also receive anointing of the sick. Ask
0: your priest to come to the hospital and make sure that you receive the anointing of the sick. And it's like a little extra protection. It's a sacramental grace from God that allows you to, you know, have a little bit of extra oomph for what's about to happen to you. Right. And so, um, that's kind of a really cool thing. Um, thinking about that and, uh, the The whole thing about um, when you get to talking about the last rites, um, it's something that's called extreme unction. And when a person is dying, um, and they and they know they're actually dying, or at least they're really close to dying, uh, oftentimes a priest will come and he'll administer administer that extreme unction. And that actually involves a reconciliation, and it involves you receiving. The Eucharist. Mm-hmm. And that particular Eucharist is called something that's viaticum. And it literally means food for the journey. So you've been oh absolved gosh, of all of your sins so that your your soul is clean and white as snow. And then the priest gives you that last communion and Jesus Christ is literally in your DNA now, while you're dying.
1: That's so cool. Yeah. It's beautiful. Now, like, what if though you were just going in for I don't know, not necessarily a minor surgery, but I mean, I know that like major operations where it's kind of like life or death at the moment, I mean, but like, what if you were going in for... You want to correct a
0: bone chip on your, on your yeah, elbow. Could
1: you get your last rites then?
0: Not last rites. You can get anointing of the sick. Or I'm sorry, anointing yeah. of the yeah. sick. Um, if you're going under the knife, there's always a chance that something could happen, right? Like You go into the hospital and you're about to have an operation. Um,
1: so can you receive this sacrament more than one time?
0: 100%. This is a multiple time kind of sacrament. You so need it as many times. Like, What
1: if I were to go into surgery like once a year? Could I get it each time I go into yes. surgery? Yes. In
0: fact, my mom is 91 mm-hmm. and um, like as a person who is that age, she can just receive it because of her age because there's a lot of things that could fail at that of age. Course. And so, you know, every few months she could have the anointing of the sick just to make sure she stays healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a good little extra set of protection from a grace standpoint. Sure. Right. right? Um... You can have it, uh, I mean, you can be, what if you played soccer and you're like 11, right? And you broke a tibia or a fibula or metatarsals. I don't know.
1: I'm just going to keep you going. Let's see how many bones you can name.
0: Right. Cranium. (laughs) I don't know. So uh, in the long run, even if you're that age, um, you can receive an anointing of the sick to make sure that if a doctor has to like do a little bit of surgery to repair a bone and put things back together with a few screws and things like anybody can receive that sacrament like anybody. Wow. Yeah. So that's a really cool thing. But, um, one of the things that we'll kind of recap here before we get to like some questions and things mm-hmm. is the fact that, um, so there are seven sacraments that the Catholic church administers and they, all those graces flow through her clergy, deacons, priests, priests, Bishops, when they're ordained, um, it is them who confer—that's the word we use—they confer a sacrament onto the lay people. That happens to be us, those of us who go to church. And um, there are seven of them: three initiation sacraments that involve baptism, your first Eucharist, and confirmation, and then two healing sacraments, reconciliation, and the anointing of the sick, and two service sacraments, marriage and holy orders and each one of those. And as we break open each one of those sacraments in future podcasts, we'll definitely talk about what the matter and the form is. Oh my gosh, you're finished with your Remy fix. Um, Oops. Um, uh, <laughs> what so the matter good. and form is that makes up each one of those sacraments. Like I, I utilize the the water for baptism because mm-hmm. that's something that I think almost every one of our Christian faith traditions has in common. Like yeah. Everybody, you know, you choose to get baptized, you use water. You know, that's that's the mm-hmm. way that it is. So that's a really clear and easy one to see for, for most people. But um, why don't we... Uh, Let's
1: get into some questions.
0: Yeah, let me fi- finish my Remy fix, and uh, we'll get <laughs> into some questions. Maybe you've wishes. been just
1: a little too long-winded, Kevin. I
0: have been. There we go. Okay, we'll be back in just a second. <laughs>
1: Have we got some questions? Okay. I actually am going to have Noelle ask questions. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, she's got some really good questions. Good, excellent. Noelle, what you got? I do have some
2: questions. So, if you're baptized once, do you need to do it again?
0: Never. If it's a valid baptism, um, the Catholic Church will automatically utilize it as your first sacrament in the Catholic Church, okay? So even when we, um, like, in fact, I just did this for a gentleman who was going through RCAA. He's getting married, and he had to take his certificate that we give him that says he came into full communion with the church. What does that mean? He is baptized, he received his first Eucharist, and he was confirmed in the Catholic Church, right? His baptism was at a place called Glendale Methodist Church. It was not in the Catholic Church, and that's what it says on his sacramental record. So literally... Um, however you got to the body of Christ, as long as it's valid, as long as water was used and somebody said over you the words of the, the correct words of prayer, I baptize you in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. It counts. It counts. So, um, I know you and I talked about this, uh, going to a couple of other churches where like, you know, people will often, they've been baptized in a church and then they come down front and they want to be baptized again. Mm -hmm. Um, they're basically either going swimming or getting wet. You know what I'm right. saying? Because they're not they're not getting baptized. Like and you it,
1: know me, I don't want to get my hair wet more than once in public, no. like. right?
0: Right? Great. Right, right. What is that dry shampoo? <laughs> uh, That's um, right.
1: You can't get your hair wet with that,
0: right? That's true. Uh, so uh, yeah, like they'll they'll think that they're being baptized. Um, it only happens once. It's a sacrament right. that only happens once. So yeah, I keep going. That.
2: And so you don't necessarily also have to be dunked completely.
0: Absolutely not. As long as there's water, and somebody sprinkles it on you, pours it on you, dunks you, immerses you, like, however it happens, as long as it's water, and as long as those words are used, like, you know, for us, like I said, even as babies, like a shell is used, and it's poured on your, on the top of your head. Um, As adults, like, the bishop will usually take some kind of a pitcher, and you're kneeling in front of him, and he pours it on your head. It's not like you have to, like, be completely wet. Um, there are some of our non-Catholic brothers and sisters, like at the front of the church, you know, there's a curtain that opens and there's like a big tank of water. And like, it's a really cool thing to watch that happen. Like absolutely. adults, like people get in the water and they like, they literally dunk people under three times and it's really cool to watch it happen. Yes, absolutely. Um, but, uh, any one of those is valid as long as it's water and that prayer is used. We're good.
2: I love that. That's cool. new information. Cool. I love okay, that. Okay. Um, okay. So, as Catholics, we don't necessarily have to, or not necessarily, but like we don't have, we're not going to complete all seven sacraments.
0: No, no. In fact, maybe not. Like there are people who choose not to be married. That's okay. They, that that's not a sacrament that's required. Like to be a bar- part part <laughs> to be a part of the body of Christ. That's a, That's that's a tongue twister yes. right there. Um, you have to be baptized, receive your first Eucharist. And, uh, be confirmed in the Catholic church. And then you're fully immersed as a Catholic. Mm -hmm. That's what's important to be a Catholic in the Catholic church. Um, if you're a non-Catholic and you're baptized, you're part of the body of Christ in a sentence. Like that, that's how that works. Um, but you know, not everybody is cut out to be a deacon, priest, or bishop, right? And so we're not going to have that particular sacrament conferred upon us. Like, uh, I'm, that's probably never going to happen to me. So, um... That's one I will never receive.
1: Never say never, Kevin.
0: I know. Don't... <laughs> sh- sh- don't ever say that. Um, but, but one of the things that's kind of cool is the fact that, like, um, all of them are available to me. They're all available to me at, at, at one point are or another. Are they
2: all available, available to me?
0: No. They're not. That is a great question. Uh-huh. Um, and, and we will totally get into this because this is going to be right. a bone of contention with a lot of people. Right. When it comes to holy orders, um, part of the matter that involves that is that you have to be a man in good standing with the church. Mm-hmm. So, um, you can't be a woman and receive holy orders. That's a sacrament that you can't, that you can't receive. So, um, why is that in a nutshell, really quickly? We don't know. Like Jesus chose 12 men. We have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I utilize this when I always talk about this in RCIA <laughs> Uh, I work in a church, and for gosh sakes, it would fall apart if it weren't for the women. Let's put it that way. Right? I
2: mean, I love that. No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> like,
0: you know, we the the men who are there, they 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 know what they do, right? right. But the women Absolutely. teach, and they take care of the business and the finance, and mm-hmm. write the checks, and do all the things that keep everything running and efficient and keep it working. You know, the men don't do any of that. So um, we all have our roles. It's just that that sacrament is only available to men mm-hmm. in the Catholic Church. Not exclusionary, and there's a reason for it, and we'll get to it, but there's that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Cool? Got more?
2: Yes, absolutely. Go. So the last
0: rites and uh-huh. the
2: anointing of the sick, I've always, always thought they were the same thing.
0: Two different things. Yeah, I mean, well, they're, they're the same sacrament. Sure. But um, the anointing of the sick literally is for someone who might be sick, might be having an operation. It's for anybody who needs that, that particular thing. Sure. To receive the anointing of the sick... There has to be danger of death, right? You you kind of need to be actively dying or somebody uh, thinks that you're dying. And that doesn't mean you can't recover. Don't get me wrong. Like, okay. if you recover, God bless you. That's fantastic. But um, to receive that extreme unction, that final blessing, uh, it's usually for a person who is actively dying, okay? Yeah. Um, so... The, the uh, anointing of the sick can happen for anybody. I mean, it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what you are. Like, you you could receive the anointing of the sick if something is wrong. Um, I failed to mention this earlier, and I think that we'll find this really kind of cool, too. If you're a person who suffers from anxiety, you know, you can receive the anointing of the sick just because you're anxious. Isn't that cool?
2: I love that. Yeah. Yes. Like,
0: so if you're somebody who that's a chronic thing for you, and you're, you're kind of freaking out about a lot of stuff uh, that is very specific to your particular mm-hmm. anxiety um you can receive the anointing of the sick because it's there you know it, it, it's a it's a mental like thing that happens with you that's kind of uh, a sickness yeah. that will help with grace it will convert grace onto you from god that helps you through your anxiety mm-hmm. right that's cool yes yeah
2: i love that that's cool. amazing Do
0: you have more
1: That's all I
0: got. Okay, Case, do you have any? Do you do you have stuff? No, I'm good. Really?
1: Yeah, y'all crushed it tonight.
0: (laughs) Amazing! I love that. So, y'all, if you'll check out uh, linktree slash the right stuff, l i n k t r dot e e slash the right stuff, t h e r i t e s t u f f. You can find all of our socials. You can find our website. You can get to our podcast. As it stands right now, we're still working on. Apple, Spotify, Google, yeah, Android, all those. We're getting soon. there. Um, but once they pick us up, you'll be be able to find us on all of those really cool, cool podcasting uh, sites that'll be easier for you instead of having to download from just our website, which is cool. Noel, thank you for being here. Yeah, those hello, were great questions. For thank us. you for yeah, having me. Super cool. And uh, hopefully we'll be back with you all soon in about another week and a half with something new.
1: Spot and Bohem. Woo. Mm-hmm.
0: The Right Stuff with Kevin and Casey.